leader people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hey, hello. Once again, you are listening to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. I'm speaking the truth and as accurate information to Americans and all those willing to listen. With the likes of people like Dr. Peter McCullough, the Bregans, Tom Renz, etc. I want to give a shout out to Malcolm, America Out Loud, and because he's given us the platform to share uncensored information to help people live proper, informed lives. We're, we're sharing good data, evidence, and just broad discussions on everything to do with life. Listen, um, you know I had been running a show for about a weekly show, and I did that for part of the first week and then three weeks. But uh, for a combination of factors, more principally a time issue with all of the competing interviews and, and stuff that I do, I've asked Malcolm for the time being to put me on on weekends. So that's what we're doing from here out. until I can change that, until I can rectify my time demands. But I couldn't stop this show because I, I grew to quickly love it. I like the professionalism of Malcolm and thus I'm moving forward. So you're going to hear me on Saturdays and Sundays. And um, the topics I'm going to be pulling on ranges from COVID as COVID goes down and dies. So everything societally, politics, everything. Um, I want to weigh in on everything. And uh, out, out of the gate, you know, I worked in the Trump administration as a senior pandemic advisor at Health and Human Services, reporting to the assistant secretary. And um, I supported President Trump, and I still do. I want you to know, I want to be very blunt. Um, I do appreciate and like Ron DeSantis, but I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think he's up to that task yet. Running a state is not running a country. And the type of mandingo, rambo, vengeance-driven individual we need is Trump. Trump has what DeSantis does not. Trump is as capable as you saw and more. But he has that vengeance in him because he has to fix what they did to him. The wrongs and the crimes. And he has to ensure that they're imprisoned. Deep time. All of them in D.C. that he can for what they did. Again, I like DeSantis, but he's still a little green to me. He needs a little more boiling and percolating. Bring him again in uh, 2028, and I'll be cool with that. But for now, Trump is still my guy. I know he made a catastrophic mistake with Fauci and Burks and the rest of that crazy task force. He failed to fire them, and they hurt him with his with their lockdowns. That was Fauci and Burks' lockdowns. They're criminals in my point, in my, my eyes. I want to talk to you about um, what this is all about. I want to throw out some things in this segment. The reality is that as time has gone by now, three years, 
We've had three years of this COVID crap. And I'm telling you the way I think of it. This is a slow kill bioweapon. This COVID gene injection is a biological weapon. Unleashed. Unleashed on the American population and the world. To slow kill. It is a bioweapon. And it is killing people. And we need to stop this. We've been on record saying it must be pulled. It must be stopped. No injection for no one. No one. I don't care your age. We have early treatment. We have everything. We know what to do. We know who's at risk. We know how to treat. We knew. We always knew that what you do is you always only um, isolate the sick and the unwell. Only isolate sick and unwell people. Apart from that, you strongly protect double-dung, triple-dung protections of the vulnerable. That's the elderly persons, high-risk persons in your population. So you isolate, you quarantine only sick people, no one else. You only mass test sick people. Only. You never ever test asymptomatic people. That was the most nonsensical, absurd, dangerous thing that we did across COVID by testing everyone with a fraud, fraud PCR test that was over cycle, over 24 cycles. So it was only picking up dust, viral fragments, non-culturable, non-infectious, non-pathological virus. We were taking people out of schools, closing universities, shutting down society with a test. It's not even a test, it's a process. It's a DNA amplification process. It's to amplify DNA. It's not to diagnose. But with that fraud, flawed PCR, we were shutting down this society with a 95% false positive rate. That's the devastating thing that we did. And I blame Azar, Fauci, Burks, Francis Collins, Han. I blame all of them, save Brett Girard. Except for Brett Girard, the rest of them are a bunch of inept, incompetent, corruptible, People who subverted Trump. And I want to say this, that we knew that COVID presented with a steep risk stratification, age risk curve, stratified curve, where there was a 1,000-fold difference in, in risk between for severity and death between 85-year-old granny and 10-year-old Johnny. So we knew we never knew. We had the Diamond Princess early out. Out on the seas, that that uh, cruise ship that we locked out and we locked it down in the waters, that was our petri dish. That showed us everything we needed to know about COVID. We never needed to lock down. I'm trying to tell you that this is a bioweapon. And if I... Look, I have biological warfare weapons background because I did some work at Johns Hopkins when I came out of grad school. And um, I wanted to learn about, you know, they were talking about chemical attacks, radiological attacks, all sorts of stuff on biological attacks. And I wanted to learn, because of my epidemiological skills, how you can go about weaponizing a pathogen and what would be the public health and epidemiological response responses. How would a society like a city cope with such a situation? What would you have to do? And I wanted to analyze this properly and learn. 
So I did a program at Johns Hopkins under Dr. Donald Henderson, D.A. Henderson. He actually helped eradicate. He led the eradication of smallpox. If you read about Donald Henderson, and I schooled under him and learned, kept in contact, and he even agreed to do a doctoral, supervise a doctorate at Johns Hopkins for me as my doctorate supervisor. But I went on to, to Oxford in England and then um, McMaster in, in Canada in evidence-based medicine, clinical epidemiology, etc. The point I'm making is we've been fooled. The society has been conned, all of us. Every single thing about COVID, from the lab leak theory, the wet market theory, the virus itself, the pathogen, I call it, whatever it is, to the fraud lockdowns, the fraud school closures, the fraud business closures, the fraud mask mandates, every single thing by the United States government, all the officials in CDC, NIH, FDA, NIAID, all of them, they're corrupted, they're incompetent, they're politicized, and they hurt Americans, as well as these same sorts of people in other countries, in Canada, in UK, etc. They are absurd, illogical, irrational. And the things that they did with the lockdowns were devastating. They hurt us, collateral damage from the lockdowns. They hurt our children with the school closures. None of it worked. Nothing worked. Not one. Every single thing they did. Every single COVID policy was a damn failure. Everything. And it ended with this fraud vaccine. It was not even a vaccine, this gene injection. This was a fraud. This, you need to understand a very perverse system they've set up. They have brought a gene injection that is suboptimal and does not neutralize the virus. That means that it is placing continuous pressure on the target antigen on the viral ball. In this case, the spike protein, and specifically for those of you keeners out there, we are talking about the binding sites on the spike protein. That's the sites that interfaces with the ACE2 receptor that sits on the epithelial type cells that, that uh, the virus uses to infect, to gain access to your to the host cells, to your cells. Um, specifically, we're talking the binding sites, the epitopes. That's the binding area. That's where the interface takes place. And the point, the point I'm making with you is that from the very beginning, we were seeing that this particular gene injection derives, induces antibodies that don't sterilize or neutralize the virus and is pressuring the antigen, which is the spike, driving the emergence of variants. And the very neat, perverse, ingenious scheme that is set up is keep Keep pushing this gene injection on you with boosters because the boosters are driving infectious variant after infectious variant. Once those variants keep emerging, like we went from Alpha, Gamma, Delta, Omicron, all the subclades, all the clades like, like um, BA4, BA5, XBB, um, um, etc. And uh, all of them, every time a new variant emerges, it will be more infectious than the prior. Problem is, we argue that there's a chance that a more virulent variant could emerge and could threaten humanity. Once these variants are emerging, that means what? That means that the government could keep extending the emergency powers. This is all this is about. 
The government accruing power and taking it away from you and never being willing to relinquish it and give it back. This is about depopulation. This is about control. This is about taking away all our liberties and freedoms and rights. And they can do it with these emergency powers. And to get emergency powers ongoing and continuous, they need a means. That means is this fraud vaccine, this gene injection, because it does not work. What it is doing is not stopping the virus. It never did. What it is doing is driving the virus to keep going with more and more infectious variants, causing the vaccinated person to become infected and infect more people constantly. Everyone is getting infected and reinfected. Everyone, especially vaccinated people. So that means they've created this feedback loop system, very neat system, which is that we vaccinate, it drives infectious variants because it's not stopping the virus. It's actually enhancing and facilitating its transmission. And because of that, the government say, oh my gosh, we need to extend the lockdowns. Think about what I just said. You need this gene injection to do that. And I want to talk to you at a 50,000 foot level. Also, if I can finish this, hopefully this segment with this. I'm trying to say that whatever it was, this pathogen didn't start in February 2020. I am arguing it was circulating 2019 and even 2018. You need to understand that in 2015, Mina Cherry, M-E-N-A-C-H-E-R-Y, Mina Cherry et al. published a paper with Ralph Barrett out of University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and the Bat Lady from Wuhan Institute of Biology. They stitched together. So if they published in 2015, it means they probably submitted in 2014. They did this research all 2010, 2011, 2012. I am trying to argue with you when they published this, if you read the abstract alone, they literally told you that we went into the lab in vitro and we created this coronavirus of pandemic potential where they said we stitched together various portions of different viruses, whole viruses, etc., created a chimera that when they subjected it to vaccines and monoclonal antibodies, etc., nothing worked. Nothing worked. Everything failed. And they said at the end that this particular thing that they created in the dish, and I believe they even expanded it in vivo to a low-level animal model, I believe mice, etc. Remember, the optimal um, animal model you want is a primate model. But remember what we can do. In the lab, we could humanize the mice. We could transform the lungs and the physiology in such a way that it mimics a human being. So we can make the mouse behave physiologically like a human being. So don't get confused that when the mice model is not as good as the, the monkey or the, the chimpanzee model or whatever, because you want it as close to human beings as possible. We could do that with the mice too. This, these studies showed that they created a devastating coronavirus and it had, they said it. They said we are reporting that this has huge implications with pandemic potential. They tried to report it in a way well. So now that we've done this, maybe you should see what we've done and you should go and continue more research in it to try and prevent this from happening in real. These beasts, 
These bastards did this. They know the wrong and the monster. Like they created a Frankenstein. They knew they did that. And they were just proud and they wanted to shove it down our throats. But look, we just created this pandemic virus here for you. What you could do about it. How you could stop it. Look, I'll continue this more in the next segment. But this is why I said all along, we want proper investigations of all. From Fauci, Francis Collins, Barrick, Dazik from Echo Health, Brooks, every single one, Bula, Pfizer, Bansel from Moderna. We want them investigated because we want to take them all into courtrooms, each and every one with their proper lawyers. We want them to defend themselves. Nobody should go into a courtroom without a lawyer. We want proper judges. We want it done properly, optimally. And if the judges say that they kill people by the COVID policies, then we take every cent and clean them out financially. And if the judges say they must be in prison, we imprison all from Fauci all the way down. And if the judges put the death penalty on the table, I say keep the death penalty on the table. I want people put to death. If judges, judges say that these public health officials, that Fauci and they kill people. If a judge rules that the death penalty is in order, we impose the death penalty. Anyway, let me finish this segment by reminding you, listen to America Out Loud Talk Radio, plays on iHeart Network. You can listen from any media player anywhere in the world. All my shows go to podcast the next day, and I will be hearing this on weekends, Saturday and Sunday. You can hear them also on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. Please go to America Out Loud. Go to the navigation bar, America Out Loud, our shows, schedule, and look for Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Go to my Substack, Alexander COVID News. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. 
Welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander Libertyawa. Thank you once again for joining and thanks so much again to Malcolm, America Out Loud Talk Radio and uh, the, the America Out iHeart Network. Um, this, uh, this segment, I want to touch on several issues. I want to go back to this COVID origin, COVID issue that I was talking about and how we were lied and deceived and misled by Fauci and Burks and Francis Collins and the entire deep state. And um, I just wanted to say thanks a lot to Malcolm. I also wanted to quickly mention a company I support called The Wellness Company. You can find them at twc.health, twc.health. You can find a range of exceptional um, healthcare products, nutraceutical supplements. Please go to my substack, Alexander Space COVID Space News. That's Alexander COVID News. And you can find everything I, I talk about in terms of COVID. And uh, it's there. It's free. And um, I've reduced the uh, the annual membership if you want to support me, because this is a means of uh, of, of support. If you want to provide a little gift donation by 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 upgrading to a paid, it's it's just $29.99 a year. Okay. Um, before I get back to the issue of um, my view on what really happened, um, I want to play a short one-minute segment by Fauci, where he was talking about, he was focusing on the HIV vaccine, but vaccines in general, and how when you run the studies, how um, when you give a few persons in the lab, so you're doing like the phase one, phase two, etc., you're trying to work out toxicity, dosing, etc., and then you start enlarging it in terms of population sample size, like 500 and then to thousands, to larger samples and stuff. But that with time, with time, after 10, 12 years, all hell could break loose. Because if you, especially if you didn't study it properly, you didn't study harms, which is exactly what is happening here, which is exactly what is actually, which is taking 10 years, it's happening now, but we're going to be faced devastating deaths particularly to our military and police. I am telling you, not if, but 100%, we are going to have healthy police and military in the United States, be it Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, Special Forces, any branches. We are going to lose good people to this fraud gene injection. Persons like myself, Dr. McCullough, etc., we wrote and we argued, we said it on speeches live to thousands of people at a time. Do not vaccinate the police. Do not vaccinate the military because they will not be properly operational. And we are beginning to see that now. I want you to listen to Fauci. This was about 20 years ago. Then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to... And then a year goes by, and I say, well, then now it's down. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? See, that's the question. It takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. But then what have you done? And that's what Pfizer and Moderna has done to us. They've set us up for catastrophic failure. We are going to see deaths in the future that will shock you, harms that will stun you. 
And uh, I wanted to share that 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 very brief uh, piece um, because what has been done here is criminal. And um, as I said before, I want Fauci on day. I don't care who it is. I want them at the in a courtroom, properly deposed, with proper lawyers, proper defense, and I want them defending themselves and I want them thoroughly investigated because I am saying that if after proper investigations of all of these people, Fauci, Burks, Francis Collins, Azar, Redfield, Hahn, all of them, Bansel, Bula, uh, every single one, Hotels, Barrick, Dazak, everyone, if we show that they did well, they were above board and didn't cost lives, we let them go and we let them live a good life. But if we show, if we show that they took lives by their decisions and their policies, I want them cleaned out financially and I want many of them in prison. If judges say that they must be in prison, then we imprison them. I want to get back to this issue of 50,000 foot level first to really understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that this virus, this this coronavirus or this influenza-like illness or this pathogen, whatever it was, was circulating, did not come in February 2020, nor even December 2019. I am seeing they talk about the the um the Wuhan games in China in in like September of 2019 and all. I don't buy that crap. This was circulating across 2019. And across 2018, had to. And I'm trying to make the argument that after Mina Cherry and Barrett put together that chimeric virus in 20, when they published in 2015, I think it got loose. I'm not talking about intentional or unintentional here. I'm just saying it got loose. And I believe it was circulating globally because the Diamond Princess, that cruise ship, showed us that this virus does not infect in a complete closed population. It only infected up to 19, 20% and it burns right there, it burns up. Why? This began to tell us that 80, 85% of standard populations were already immune to this virus, to this pathogen or similar. So my argument to you is that, is that Many people in the society who are involved in the manufacture of this virus, for whatever their agendas were in the future, they knew it was circulating in 2017, 2018, 2019. But I'm telling you at a very low level, it was mild. It was a benign influenza-like illness pathogen that they released. If their game was to concoct and invent a very infectious, very lethal pathogen for use on the battlefield or to study it as a battlefield antidote or whatever, whatever they were doing. We don't need to study that right now. Whatever they were doing, they failed because what was the result? The result was something that was released accidental or deliberate that was very mild. So mild that I'm arguing to you it was always circulating below the level of consciousness. We did not know. Nobody detected it. And normally when you have a new illness, some outbreak or some new disease that enters into a city, etc., uh, the CDC has to create what we call a, as a, it's called a case definition. The CDC scientists have to meet 
And they have to write out three to four lines, like a paragraph of what defines a case. And once they agree on that case definition, that is then sent across the wire to all hospitals in America, all doctors, etc., all clinics, etc. Same in Canada, same in Britain. That case definition is critical because at that point, this is a new thing. And you have to tell the frontline workers what they're looking for. And when they see something with this constellation of symptoms, then they know this is a case of that. And that's how they begin logging how many cases. Is this an epidemic then? Is this just a transitional thing? Because they might just find two cases in a population of 10 million people. Okay, so that might just be a rare event that happened or um, like an atypical idiosyncratic, so to speak. So that's how we do the initial surveillance and epidemiology. We need that case definition. There was no case definition for this. Why? Because nobody knew it was circulating. And that's my point. I am trying to tell you that I strongly believe today that this was always circulating. And what happened in January, February 2020 was not that this emerged for the first time. And it was so mild. It was killing no one really. It was a it was an influenza-like illness causing upper respiratory tract infection and challenges to the typically elderly individual who would die because they die from this over 80, 85 with underlying medical conditions. They die of cold, they die of flu, they die of rhinovirus, they die of RSV, and they were dying of this. But there was no defined case definition for it, so it was being captured as common cold deaths, pneumonia, etc. I want you to go with me. I'm explaining it. However, in February, March is where the malfeasance took place and came to a head. It was there that I argue evil dark forces decided that they were going to use this. They may not have even had this on the block initially. They probably had other agendas. But certain people decided that, you know what? We could take Trump down with this. That's where they rolled out that fraud, flawed PCR test because they needed to overcycle it, not just normal. They needed to cycle it at 40 and 45, knowing that the data already was clear from Kerry Mullis, who invented this PCR process who said anything over 24 cycles or amplifications of the sample would be detecting viral dust, viral fragments, not coronavirus, etc. And that's what they did. They cycled it at 40, 45 in America and Canada. What does that mean? Well, I actually looked at the data with people like Dr. Scott Atlas and other people and we summarized the evidence to show that once you hit 30 cycles, we already knew 24 cycles was a cut point. Above that is not coronavirus anymore. You're picking up old coronavirus or old common colds or old influenza, or we even recovered coronavirus, but not active infection. What did we see? We saw that from the time you hit 30 cycles, you call that the cycle count threshold. It's done. It's not, the test is garbage at that point. Where we were cycling at 40 and 45, what does that mean? That means that 95 to 97% of 
when we ran the data, 95 to 97% of people who were taken out of society and declared COVID positive was false positive. That's the issue. They used the PCR test in February and March from then on for the year of 2020 and 2021 to, to shut down the society and spook Trump and tell him he have all these infections increasing when these were not infections. They were not. And then if you say, well, Dr. Alexander, well, how could you account then for the for the rise in deaths in April, May, June? Well, by then, they were taking granny from the hospitals. Remember, all in New York and there, and they were kicking her out and grandpa and sending them to nursing homes under the guise. Remember what Cuomo had said? So we could free up beds in places like New York and in New Jersey. When you take an elderly person out of a hospital where they're receiving care for some condition and you kick them out, they're traumatized, they're isolated, and you send them to a nursing home for the first time. They know nobody there. Nobody. And then in, 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 in opposite, you took them from nursing homes and you, you, you plow them into the hospitals. You put them through the COVID protocol. You, you said they were positive, so you isolated them in the back room behind a glass. Nobody could see them or touch them, not even the doctors. They began to become malnourished, dehydrated. They were isolated and they were there in fear. Maggots began to eat them because no one would even clean their crap. They were, they were crapping on themselves. All they did was cover them down. So when you pass by, you would see these elderly people laying down. There were tubes running all over the place. But you didn't know under those covers was maggots and feces. That's what they did to our elderly people. And then they started to sedate them with midazolam, with, with, with morphine, with diamorphine, with all these toxic drugs. And then when they were done with that, they started to pump them with remdesivir, which we knew was kidney and liver toxic. It failed the Ebola trial. It failed all the trials, human trials. Even failed the, 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 the primate trials. It killed the animals. Yet we pumped our people with it and killed them. And then when we were done with that, we started to intubate them and ventilate. And the ventilator was blowing massive holes in already traumatized lung. We killed most of the people with the ventilator. So let me tell you something. I'm trying to tell you. This was a benign thing. But it's how we manage our people in the healthcare system. That we, we kill them. And then, then, the worst thing happened. They brought this fraud gene injection. And it was that fraud gene injection from February 2021 when it was rolled out that started to see the spike in deaths. And you could track with all of the death curves. Every time you, you, you give a dose, whether in America or Canada, and you follow two to three weeks, and, and right away, initially, you would see a spike in deaths. First dose, second dose, first booster, which was the third dose, second dose, booster, which was the fourth dose, uh, the, the third booster, which was the fifth dose. Deaths always tracked with the boost. I'm trying to tell you in simple language that I do think 100% was circulating all of 2019, low-level, innocuous. So no one focused on it. And there certainly was no case definition by CDC for anyone to look for it in the hospitals or clinics. No one was looking for it in the doctor offices. But it was, but it was there circulating globally, and we were already largely immune 
by the time they tried to tell us in February 2020, March 2020, time to lock down. We were already new. We didn't need lockdowns. And we already had early treatment. So all of this was a fraud. Every single thing to me was a fraud. This was to take out Trump by the deep state, by the administrative state, by the alphabet agencies, CDC, NIH, NIAID, FDA. They toppled Trump with the collateral harms from the lockdowns and school closures. Why? Because thousands, thousands of Americans, tens of thousands died needlessly due to the lockdowns. Millions died because doctors denied early treatment. So we need to take them into a courtroom, investigate them. If the judge says they are guilty, strip them of their money and imprison all. Imprison everyone in the Trump and the Biden administration who killed our people. Look, let me end this segment by reminding you, huge thanks to Malcolm, America Out Loud. Please go to my Substack, Alexander COVID News, for more information. If you want to give me any kind of financial support, I'd greatly appreciate you could go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, and my email is sr72832 at gmail.com. And um, I also provide some sort of uh, support, you know, because I really like the company. So I'm giving them guidance. It's called TWC.Health, the wellness company. You can find them at TWC.Health. You could connect with trusted and biased doctors because by going there, you could have access to uncensored content you could schedule virtual appointments with serious actual medical doctors, doctors who aren't scared to use protocols, early treatment. You could get your drugs dispensed and sent to you. You could get your own unique treatment packages. You could get vaccine exempt letters and, and access to a whole world-class set of supplements and healthcare products. So again, let me just say, please check my book. It's on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's called Presidential Takedown. How Fauci et al. toppled President Trump. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Hey, welcome back again. You are tuning in to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming again and bearing with me as we fight tyranny, as we fight the censorship and this woke madness that we live. Look, I want to touch on some issues today. Uh, at this time, this segment, 
First of all, I want to talk about this situation with Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director. I mean, a couple of months ago, it came to fruition, it came to pass based on some legal challenges, some freedom of information um, requests, etc., to the courts to uh, demand CDC to give us information. I was part of the different lawsuits. And one of them surrounds the V-SAFE, V hyphen safe, S-A-F-E. The V-SAFE surveys was this CDC run um, initiated and they, they actually manage it. It's their program. It's because of COVID, the vaccine, the COVID gene injection, and they're supposed to monitor adverse effects. But what they did was in their protocol, in the V-SAFE protocol, they had it nicely documented that they're going to look for some, all of the low-level things like, you know, muscle ache, some fever, rash at the injection site, things like that, little headache. But they are specifically going to focus on what they call adverse events of special interest. And they were talking about 15 particular very serious patient important adverse effects. Not those low-level things like um, diarrhea and stuff like this. We're talking about death, stroke, acute myocardial infarction, anaphylactic shock, coagulopathy, COVID-19 disease, end-stage disease, Guillain-Barre, Kawasaki disease, MISC, which is multisystem inflammatory syndrome, particularly in children. Um, well, we know we have that in adults too. Myocarditis, pericarditis, narcolepsy, cataplexy, um, pregnancy, um, and pre-specified conditions, abnormalities of pregnancy, seizures, convulsions, stroke, transverse myelitis, etc. Now, these are very, very serious conditions. In many cases, could be life-ending too. But what did the CDC do? And I wrote this substack. Remember, my substack is Alexander. COVID news. Please Google it. Alexander COVID news. It's free. But if you want, there's a very modest nominal yearly fee of 29 bucks or so. I reduced that substantially, almost 80% because this is more about repaying people for their loyalty. Um, uh, the thing about it is, you know, we uh, people like myself have been canceled. So we depend on uh, this, uh, this gift or this donation via this fee to, to support in any ways. But if you can't, please still subscribe. It's free. There's no difference between paid and free. Look, what has happened is VSAFE, they ran the surveys. But what they did was they, the questions about adverse effects, it's about an adverse effects survey called VSAFE run by the CDC. They put all of the low-level, wonky, puffy, pink side effects like fever and stuff in your face that you could do a click so you could calculate them after. But those 15 serious adverse events, they hid. They omitted it from the survey. So they violated their own protocol. You can't even find it in the survey. They, these, these diseases, death, Guillain-Barre, uh, transverse myelitis, uh, all of these conditions. You can't not even find it. Stroke, 
can't. Narcolepsy, cataplexy, can't find it. Why? This substack I said, this is the title. Where is Dr. Rochelle Walensky, director of CDC? Why is she hiding from the public? Questions are piling up, Rochelle, and we need you. So can't you come out to play? And then I asked again, has Biden banned you? Is it because of the CDC, the V-safe disaster, the reporting disaster? Because what the CDC did here is actually a tantamount to criminality. What they did, they actually deceived the public. They put out a survey to collect adverse events so they could turn around and tabulate it to inform the public on either the safety or the lack of safety, so public could be informed to make decisions. But they hid the real data from the public. In fact, they didn't even collect the data. So is it incompetence, I ask? Is it malfeasance by Rochelle Walensky and the CDC? It's a serious question, and I have to be honest. I had high hopes for Dr. Walensky, given her strong resume. Um, I was impressed while knowing that not only George Santos and he could doctor his resume, like I know all Democrats and Republicans in government probably have fake resumes, as well as all those public health officials in the alphabet agencies. None of them are truthful. So, but as time goes by, I realized that Walensky is very inept. She's incompetent, shockingly incompetent. And uh, <clears throat> the hope I had for in her, you know, I've been very disappointed. I thought she would do us good. But she has fallen flat, inept, as are most at CDC, NIH, FDA, NIAID. It's either they do not read the science or they cannot access the science. They don't have to search for it or they don't, they don't get it or they just don't understand it. They're academically sloppy and cognitively dissonant. Now, many people are saying Walensky and these people at CDC are actually malfeasant with malintent. Well, I need that investigated for me to be declarative on that. But I wouldn't say no. I just don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm asking, why has Dr. Walensky, particularly since this V-safe debacle, gone into hiding? Before you would see every day, staring at the screen, blinking, and lying to us because, my God, I have never come across someone who could look at the screen and look at the public and lie like Dr. Walensky. And she does it stone cold. When she tells you about data, just go quickly and find that on the internet. And you will see whatever she's reading, she's making stuff up as she reads. She doesn't read what she's looking at. You would see the actual graphs and say, but is it that she can't see? Is she blind? Is something wrong with her glasses or her contacts? So she's hiding. And um, this is not good because we are saying that they oversaw the adverse effects data for two years now. And up to today, the public cannot get a proper accounting. So that was one of my stories because I needed to remind you about that safe, what they did. That's very fraudulent, very, very fraudulent by the CDC. And um, I wanted to bring that to you. I also saw a really good paper by... Um, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, W-E-I-L-E-R, on what we call pathogenic priming. His term is called pathogenic priming. I also call that, we also know, know it as paradoxical priming, 
And basically, you know, the name of the uh, the paper is um well the medical, the the fancy complicated title is quote, pathogenic priming likely contributes to serious and critical illness and mortality in COVID-19 via autoimmune disease. Close quote. This was published in Journal of Translational Autoimmunity. Um, really good paper. I put this abstract in my substack and I shouted out Dr. Weiler because, because I know him. Very smart guy. Kind of sidelined by the freedom movement, the freedom doctors and scientists. But he deserves a lot of credit and he's probably smarter than most. And um, what's the long and short of it? Well, there's homology or what we call similarity between human and viral proteins. And what that means is this. And, and really, I could ask a simple question. The question is this. How could you take the spike protein on the virus and make that the target for the antibodies when the spike protein shares um, uh, components, proteins, segments, peptides, whatever, similar to tissues in the human body? What does that mean? What, what is Weiler trying to say? He's trying to say that, but then idiots, you have placed human beings who are vaccinated and increased risk of autoimmune disease because the antibodies are going to attack your own tissue. It's not The target is not only the spike. It's seen that same uh, code, genetic code, etc., and the resulting proteins that were translated from the mRNA as part of other tissue in you. And that is what autoimmune disease is. So what he's trying to say is these are idiots, these people who built this vaccine and gave the spike as the target were buffoons, Neanderthalic in their thinking. This It's almost as though this COVID gene injection was designed to fail and set up to fail from the beginning. So I wanted to run that by you, this issue of um, autoimmunity again. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about is uh, there's a recent report, a tweet that came out from a uh, a guy by the name of Richard H. Ebright. So his name is E-B-R-I-G-H-T, Ebright. And this guy has really been top-notch, tweeting out constantly. He's going at Echo Health, like Dazak and Barak and they, for the gain-of-function research that brought this coronavirus to us and this lab leak. And, and his tweets today were very eye-opening. His tweets surrounded um, about 34 million in grants Gain of function grants that Echo Health Alliance, run by Dazak, have already collected. But what he wanted to tell us is, in spite of COVID and the disaster of this pandemic, and all that we know on the decks, that the US government, the Department of Defense, just gave Echo Health another three million for more gain of function research that's coming down the pipe. So Bottom line is this makes no sense. And I wanted you to be on top of that. That grant that uh, that Echo Health just got, because it's really our taxpayer money that is being used abusively. Um, I wanted to mention something. I saw this idiot, 
this moron, in my mind, this criminal, the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Bula, B-O-U-R-L-E. He went to this Davos meeting and he was hounded down by reporters and he gave an interview. It was a shocking interview and it's on my substack again, Alexander COVID News. When he was interviewed, this 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 news uh, reporter asked him about adverse events and cardiac arrests that are showing up all over the world from the mRNA platform, particularly the Pfizer. This guy looked her in her face square, serious, and he said, we have found not one example. In fact, he even invoked the CDC. He said the CDC found nothing. Pfizer's CEO, Albert Buller, says CDC discovered nothing. He said zero. Not one instance in their own internal investigations of any cardiac arrest or any safety signals. This guy told this reporter no safety signals post-vaccine. He said the Pfizer vaccine, when you give it, has no problems after you get the vaccine. This guy. To me, this is like when he said that the CDC cleared the Pfizer vaccine, it's like you walked up to me and told me, look, there was this problem in the government. Um, it's an international high security um, weapons of mass destruction situation. And we need investigations done. We're going to ask the CIA to investigate the FBI. It is that ludicrous. We will ask the CIA to investigate the FBI. Tell me. Or it's like Obama investigating um, Holder for the um, gun running operation out of Mexico. Remember that? Fast and Furious. The gun running. Yes. That's what is akin to that CDC cleared Pfizer. It's almost like making me laugh and I don't want to laugh on the show like that, but that's what this is. Now, um, I wanted to tell you about today. There was this attack in Spain by a jihadist. I'm calling it as it is. I don't need more investigation. The news is saying it looks like terrorists. We need to investigate. Bullshit. This is jihad. This is an Islamic terrorist, jihadist. Use a big sword and kill people. Look, in my substack, I wrote one again about this because I'm always writing, reminding people about the wolf. I am talking about the wolf here and I'm saying, recall, I have been warning you, my readers, about the wolf, telling you to arm up, get proper training, get proper licensed weapons, arm your daughters, train her, make sure she understands who the wolf is and make sure she can defend herself because the wolf has come back out to play in the West and they're going to be coming out in America too. Yes, they're coming to play. They're not afraid of COVID anymore. When you were hiding in the basement, checking the flint in your navels, the wolf was doing the same. And now that we're out free, the wolf too is coming out and the wolf is going to rape your daughters. And my That's what the wolf is. The wolf is looking for blonde girls, blue-eyed girls. That's what they did in Europe in Sweden and Norway and Finland and Denmark. 
The wolf loves them blonde and blue eyed. The blonde girls. I know I have friends that worked in Denmark at the World Health Organization in 2008. The blonde girls have to dye their hair black because of the wolf, because he preys on them. Sweden became the rape capital of the world. I warn you, the wolf is coming out to play. And get your daughter's self-defense lessons. Learn how to deal with the wolf. If the wolf threatens the life of your daughter, your daughter needs to know if her life is an imminent threat of death. This moment, she needs to be able to defend her life with mortal, ferocious, vicious response. Because the wolf is coming. And anyway, I wanted to end this segment by reminding you that I'm at America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's on iHeartRadio Network. You can listen on our media player from anywhere browser, anywhere in the world. All my podcasts go to, all my shows go to podcasts the next day. Right now, the program I'm on with Malcolm is on a Saturday and a Sunday. You'll hear me. Um, you could hear the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, many more. Go to the America Out Loud navigation bar under our shows or schedule and look for Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Please check my substack, Alexander Kogan News. Support me at zell sr 7383 at gmail.com. 